It is Sam Sermons right here on the What Do I Do Now podcast. It's been a minute. I definitely wanted to drop a new episode, top of the year. But in the meantime and in between time, I kind of just want to be honest. This is going to be like the mid-season finale. Um, I was going to shoot for 20 episodes for the first season. Take a few weeks off, then come back. But now I'm thinking about I might hit this season. Let's go 25. There's still a few more uh, follow-ups I got to post, get with the people. And I also want to interview a few more people that I know their story is absolutely compelling and they're going to mean something to you. So I want to do that this season. I'm not going to wait, you know, until I just prematurely wrap this up. I want to give y'all a full season's worth of episodes. It's going to keep you up to date with what's going on, why I kind of had to step away from it and um, just, you know, really be honest and vulnerable. So December was a tough month. And I lost an uncle on my mother's side, and I lost an adoptive grandparent on my dad's side. And, you know, just trying to get through the holidays, trying to get through unscathed, and I was ready to go back home to Indiana, and I wasn't able to because uh, my mom caught COVID. Um, She is a first-line responder, works in the health industry as a nurse, and um, I wasn't able to go home for the holidays. And that was different because I've been in Atlanta, I think a total of, like, eight years collectively and this might have been the first time where I like I took the time off I made sure there wasn't gonna be no interruptions and it wasn't gonna be a short two or three day visit like I normally do I was gonna take an entire week being at home and you know getting to be an uncle to my nephew and getting to see people I haven't seen in years and unfortunately um due to the due to the pandemic um, I was I wasn't able to. I wasn't able to do that. So it's kind of been a holding pattern for me personally. Um, I've let a lot of people go. Um, I've you know, it, and that's not to make anything, give any recognition, but there are some people that aren't supposed to continue the journey with you. And for me, one of my most honest and most vulnerable moments is the fact that I'll hang on to someone to like the very last moment. And that's something that I've been more intentional about letting go. I just like, I'm not keeping something that's doing me no good. That's not doing me any good. And I'm proud of that. Um, it's not easy to dismiss time and relationships and, you know, investments into certain people. Not just financially, because at the end of the day, you can always make another dollar. but the time you'll never get back, the memories that you've made with certain people. You know, you just got to kind of, you know, shrug it off and keep it moving. And for me personally, that is one of my biggest hangups. There are people that I've not needed and really accepting the fact that some people aren't who they once were. Like you grow and some people grow differently. Some people regress and I'm all about progressing right now. And that's no shade at anyone that is no longer in my life for whatever reason, but it's just a simple facts. So in understanding certain situations and really accepting the role in certain situations that I'd absolutely played a part in, you just you gotta, you know, sever ties. That's just what it is. But piggybacking off of Ryan's episode where he kind of suggested that I interview myself, let me take y'all back to let's do high school because I feel like that's really where I was kind of driven on what I was going to start doing. 
but didn't really know what I was doing. So let's go senior year. I just know I'm going to IU Bloomington. I spent like two visits there. I was going to do their business program, Kelly School of Business. I just knew like everything was like laid out for me. And I was speaking that to existence and I applied, waited, wait some more. You see some other folks from IU getting in. So I'm like, all right, so I know mine's on the way. Like I'm last name is Sermon, so it's, you know, it's further down the list. And I got waitlisted. And that was maybe the second time in my high school years I had dealt with adversity. The first time actually being cut from the basketball team. And it wasn't that I was bad. It was more so like mentally I had a terrible, terrible tryout. I just finished doing my first season of varsity football. I was actually finishing up some rehab at that point in time too. So it just wasn't my best outing. And that was coming off of a lot of mental health issues that I was dealing with even then that I don't think anybody at that point knew about outside of my mom and possibly my brother. But, you know, that's I've never really done something where I've not done decently well at. And I've been fortunate to play on some great teams. I've had some great teammates. Um, but I'm not like no scrub either. So getting cut from my sophomore year was a, was a setback, but also getting waitlisted as a senior. I'm just like, what am I going to do? What do I do now? And I definitely want to give credit, give all due respects to the immaculate, incredible educator and mentor to so many um, in the Kokomo area. I'm talking about Miss Kathy Barnes because she's the one I talked to right after. And she was like, Sam, I need you to really open your mind to a few things. And she brought up Ball State. And I was like, yeah, I've been there before. But that ain't where I want to go. She calmed me down. She's like, look, Sam, let's look at what you've done in the past four years. Let's look at their basic requirements, and we'll see what happens. So first she pulled up IU Bloomington's requirements. Now, I wasn't going to graduate with my academic honors diploma because I did not retake, um, I think it was geometry. I'm not great at math. That's just not my ministry at all. It's what it is. So I was going to just graduate with a core 40 diploma, which is pretty decent in Indiana to step above the basic degree. So on that, I was kind of like barely getting in. I think there may have been one thing that I just didn't have. And I think it's basically on that math tip. So that's probably why I got waitlisted. She pulls up Ball State's info. I meet and or exceed all of their basic requirements for a freshman. So she's like, look, Sam, you might as well just apply here. Get in, have that as a backup. So I ended up applying. I ended up getting in, and that's just where I went. Little known fact about me is that I was only going to do two years in-state and then transfer to Tennessee State University. And this was because I had every intent to go to an HBCU, and because I had friends and family members that actually went there, it was like the most reasonable choice. Also, no, I didn't know what I was going to major in, but I just knew I was going to transfer it to TSU. So, all right, I'm at Ball State and ended up staying there for four years. I had an opportunity to start my radio career there at WCRD. What ends up happening is I fell in love with that. I did it the first day on February 25th, 2010, and I couldn't shake it. I just called my mom right after because that's her birthday. I said, happy birthday. I love you. And I know I'm doing the rest of my life, so I got to switch majors. And I'm not going to lie to you, that was a really bold thing to say 
in like I'm probably in my junior year at the time. Well, junior year part one. I just I was just like, we gotta switch switch it up. Get in touch with my advisor. Let's get in the right classes. Let's get this thing done. Now, going from a pre-business major to a telecommunications major, none of that stuff really transferred over. So I had to start from scratch, which means I'm a school an extra year. Not a super fan of that, but that gives me more time to get, you know, popping on the radio, build up my show, which was really, really nice at the time. But it got a lot better that next year because I added my guys, DJ B-Rad, DJ Goldie, Hollywood, Finch, Jim Flames, Deuce, Leanne, 317 Kim, who did all of our social media stuff at the time. And I can't forget to mention Chase Acton. He was a freshman when I was a senior at Ball State. And I've not done a great job following this man, but he got my attention because he was developing apps. So I'm like, hey, this show's getting kind of nice. We need an app. Like, the station app wasn't that great. So let's do our own app just for the show. I don't know where I got the audacity to just have that idea of doing that, but I knew that's something I wanted to have. Like, well, the college show had a, its own personal app at that given time. I don't think so. And again, the station's app wasn't necessarily where it should have been. I saw the need, and I was trying to meet it, and I did. So for those that still have the app that was told to be deactivated and things like that, because apparently I illegally acquired the uh, the streaming link that I got from my program director, um, yeah, if you still got it, that's wonderful. Um, I know it existed. Um, we had a lot of fun on it, and we had a lot of fun with trending topics and all that. But um, it was just a time to be alive. I think what the Loud Pack show did at that time in Ball State was influential in positive and negative ways. Like, it's, you know, it's a gift and a curse to be the martyr. Um, but it also set up, you know, a lot of the next generation of people doing radio at Ball State that look like me. So we tried to get a job with WTLC, Hot 106.3 in Indy, and we just couldn't get a call back. It just it just wasn't working. And only the real ones know this part about me. So I had zero jobs lined up after graduation, like none. So I had three job applications on my bed in my dorm, one for H.H. Craig, one for K&G's, and one for Target, I believe. And one of them things was going to have to shake because I needed a job after I graduated. was going to go straight back home because that's what we knew. But I got to give credit to my best friend, Patrick Bynum, his older sister as leader's boyfriend then, but future brother-in-law, Albert Wright, who I met at my best friend's graduation from Alabama A&M. And he was like, just intern with me at V103 in Atlanta. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm interested. You got my attention. Came down, stayed with them for, I think, like maybe four or five days. And when they stayed in Atlantic Station, you know, I was just living a different type of life. Like, oh, this is what Atlanta going to be like. And everything is going to, you know, hit the ground running. And I'm going to get this internship immediately. They going to want me. I'm going to tell them what I'm doing. And I interviewed with Kathy Brown. And I'll never forget her because she generally told me right then and there, I'll give you the game. And if you bad enough to take my job, take it. But that's not something I'm really going to allow to happen. I'm like, oh, snap. Okay, cool. Um, she was just real down to earth and just kept it real for me from jump. And even before I started working there, you know, I knew that 
there is people that was willing to help me get into position to grow and to thrive. So I'm waiting to hear back from them. Just didn't hear anything. I, I was going to come in the summer program after I finished, and I didn't hear anything. And I'm talking like nothing. And I checked up with them. They're like, oh, we're still, you know, letting our people know when we know. So I'm like, oh, all right. So literally, I'm getting ready to walk across the stage with my peers. Not a job offer in sight. And hadn't heard back from V. And then I finally get a call from Janet Jack, who was their intern program coordinator. And she let me know, okay, we can have you this summer. Um, how soon can you be down here? And then I had to tell her, um, I'm going to need to take some summer course, so I'm going to be down as soon as that's over. And she was like, hmm, I think we can work with that. We don't normally do that, but um, we, we'll see what we can do. Mind you, I just I was going to get down there no matter what. You had to be a student to be enrolled for this internship. So I was automatically going to take an internship credit. But if I needed to delay it and then go back to school that you know fall to do an actual course, great. But I'm like, nah, let me just knock out these summer courses, be done, and continue make my last course my internship. And whatever that grade is, you know, hopefully it's an A, I'm good and done. Send my diploma in the mail because I'm not coming back home. So I got it together, and I did end up taking those two summer courses. I actually made Dean's List because I was so focused on getting to Atlanta, so I had to make sure the grades was all the way right, make sure the GPA was above where it needed to be at for graduation. Um, for those that don't know, these do get degrees, but not in your major. So take that information for what you will. Also, it's why I have a Bachelor of Arts and not a Bachelor of Science. But anyway, back to my story. I get down here to Atlanta, and... I'm actually ending a relationship because I'm coming to Atlanta. Me and that person are real cool to this day, so I ain't going to say their name, but it was like they intended for me to move there where they were because they weren't local. And I was kind of like, I don't see myself there. I kind of want to do this radio thing. And her best friend at the time, because to my knowledge they don't speak anymore, was just kind of telling me through her that I'm not going to make it down here in Atlanta. And I'm not going to be nobody. And I think I'm so this, that, and the other. And what I will say is that I've always known I've been different. And not in some really cocky or arrogant way. Like, literally, I just found out this year I have two gallbladders. When I'm 25, I find out I have a heart murmur. I catch a chicken pox when I'm 15, a freshman in high school. Things are just different. I know I am a one of one. So when someone tries to put me in a box or tries to label me or anything like that, I just will not fit into it. And I kind of used that as motivation to make sure I didn't go back to Indiana. I don't think there's an issue with growing up with where I did. I love where I'm from. I'm glad I was raised there. I'm not a native, and I am constantly reminded of that. So I was born in the Philippines. For those that did not know, my dad was in the Air Force, had me overseas, we moved to Indiana when I was like maybe one or two years old, and that's my childhood home. But because neither one of my parents are from Indiana, my dad is from Georgia, my mom is from New Mexico, Indiana wasn't the home for me. So I knew at some point in time I was going to move closer to one of sets of my grandparents. And it just so happened that the idea I've always had since I was maybe in like the fourth grade to move to Atlanta it made sense to go down that way, and I'd be really, really close to my dad's mom. And I accomplished that. And 
speaking on the day of this releasing, which is January 4th, this would have been her birthday today. And I'm going to speak power into her name, Carrie Elizabeth Rice Sermons. I miss you tremendously. And there's nothing that I wouldn't do to be able to hold your hand again, to sit and watch the Waltons with you. And I'm grateful for the time that I had with you. I just want to say that. I, I want folks to know that I'm very, very honored to have been her grandson and to have been able to have spent a large majority of my adult life, especially here in Atlanta, with her. So happy birthday, Granny Sermons. Um, I hope you are celebrating it properly um, with your husband, with your son, with your siblings, with your father and your mother. I hope that you are truly, truly, truly resting in power. And before I start having a moment and cannot continue this episode, I want to leave it off here and I'm going to pick it up in 2016. Um, there's a large portion of my life that it was very, very public and I've never really spoken about. And I look forward to clearing the air, any misconceptions that were had, and to really be honest with myself on certain things that happened in 2016. Nothing negative, but I just want to share that. So that'll be the season finale. I got a lot more episodes coming up, so definitely stay tuned. I love every one of y'all that are subscribing, telling me, like, where you been at? This is where I've been at. Um, I'm back, and I promise to continue this season out, finish this season strong, and also give you something new for 2021. So definitely keep it right here. It is Sam Sermons with what do i do now the podcast subscribe tell your friend to tell a friend it's i'll see you back here next monday